You're listening to a podcast of The River in Durant, Oklahoma. You can visit us online at theriverdurant.com. We hope this podcast is a blessing to you and you can even bless someone else with it. And, and I hope that this isn't offensive to, to people. If, if it's offensive to people, uh, get over it. <laughs> uh, Jesus talked in these, these terms all the time. Matter of fact, today you, you might see how, me, how often the concept or the principle of giving birth and planting, or let me say it this way, you'll find out how often in the Word of God, conception, gestation, and motivation, uh, uh, not motivation, but um, manifestation take place in the Word of God. It's mentioned all the time. Uh, Jesus wasn't a farmer, but He spoke in farmer terms a lot of times about seed being planted. And as we, uh, one of the first couple weeks when we started this, when in First Peter it talks about the incorruptible seed, which is the word spora. And in 1 John, it talks about a seed, and that's the seed sperma. And those are the two Greek words. And, and what those two words have in common, whether it is spora or sperma, they both have DNA. They have the whole of the originator. Does everybody understand what I'm saying? It is a copy of the originator. Everything that the originator is about is in either the, the spora or the sperma and that is planted or, or placed within us. As it says in 1 Peter that there's an incorruptible seed when we're born again that's placed within us. A seed that remains forever. And that's important for us to understand is that it's forever in us. And we're going to pick up where we left off remembering that this is like a a great divide. There's two pictures that we're seeing at the same time. And uh, one is that this is provision, land, living. Over here, this is Old Covenant, just not Old Covenant, but this is what they did before the, they crossed the River Jordan, which is the river, and God wanted them to live in promised land. And remember, we started this out talking about provision land living versus promised land. Like this was just okay, but God wanted this to manifest. And all it was was a mindset, a way of changing a way someone thinks. A lot of people in the body of Christ just live for God's provision. They're just doing enough to get what it takes to just exist. And I'm telling you that that is not God. That is not God's will for your life. That's not God's best for your life. Jesus came to bring us the promise of the Father. Jesus Jesus even told His disciples, go wait for the promise of the Father. And I know what it says in 2 Peter 1, verse 3, 4, and 5, that the promises of God, uh, it says the... uh, that great and precious promises have been given to us that we can be partakers, that we can experience the divine nature of God. Well, let me explain it this way, that there's one promise. The promise of the Father is that I'm going to be in you and you're going to be in me, and here I am. 
And His attributes, healing, prosperity, deliverance, peace and joy, those are attributes of the big promise. Even though they're promises, those promises are really just aspects or attributes of God. And so the more of the promise you live in, for you to live in the promise, you have to experience those promises or the, the attributes of God. Does everybody understand that? And that comes by renewing your mind from this to this. You have to go from this to this instead of provision to living in more than enough. And that's what the scripture talks about time and time again about renewing the mind. And we're going to continue in that for the next couple weeks, all leading up till right before Christmas uh, when we talk about uh, the Virgin Mary in detail, how she received the word in her. And that all came through peace. There was fear in her heart and peace had to be established before the word could get in. And there are so many people, and I'm walking over here not because, but she's here, but there's so many doctrines and so many, so many teachings out there that people live in and have heard in the past that have created fear of God. So with that fear in your heart, you're not receptive to receive the, you can't conceive the true word that will bring peace and the promises. You'll just wor be worried about the provision because of wrong doctrine. It's not that God doesn't want it to take place, it's just that we, we have the wrong mindsets. And last week we just started talking about the things that will abort, not the seed, but abort the gestation of the seed. See, it's an everlasting seed that can't, it's, it's going to go on forever. It's incorruptible. You can't abort the seed, but you can abort the gestation of the seed, the process of growth. That happens through uh, wrong doctrine, bad thinking, doing stuff that's stupid. You know what I'm saying? Not bringing your body into line with what the Word says. Matter of fact, this morning we'll talk a little bit about that you're not, when, when a woman is pregnant, you're not necessarily bringing nutrition to the child or the seed that's inside of you. There's three things that you really need to focus in when you're, when you're in the process of, of, of um, gestation or the, process, or the three trimesters. Once conception's taken place, and manifestation, in between manifestation, gestation, excuse me, in between conception and manifestation, there's gestation. And what we don't like in the body of Christ is the very fact that gestation takes longer than conception and manifestation. In today's world, in the, in the faith movement, we want conception and manifestation and skip the gestation. Right? That's the way we want it. In Jesus' name. Amen. But that's not the way God said it would be. In Romans 8, it clearly says that he who he foreknew, he predestined to be conformed. That word conformed means to be gestized, to be processed, to be developed. God predestined the developing process. That there's more happening in you than just the end result. It is the process that we go through. And uh, 
We need to have total trust and faith in God in that. This morning, hopefully, we'll find out. I'm telling you this, so if you don't get it when I share it, you got it up front. But one of the greatest things you can do is just, matter of fact, you can't, I was just getting into that. When, when, what are the three main things a woman needs to be concerned about when she has conceived in her a seed and, and she knows she's pregnant and she's going to be bringing, what? Health. Okay, let's talk about the health. What, what three things? Nutrition. Now who needs to be nutritioned? Mama! You're not nutritioning the, the seed. You're nutritioning you. So what's this tell you? That the seed, and this is what the Word says, that the seed, matter of fact, it says this in, in, uh, in John, we're going to read it in here in a second, but it says, Paul even said this, the life that I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God. See, and that when seed gets placed in you, see, a seed has life within itself. All you have to do is bring nutrition to the ground around it. And the life that's in that seed will develop. You understand what I'm saying? That life has seed, has, I mean, that seed has life. And you just need to make sure that the surrounding, the, the carrier of that seed has nutrition. And the things that are natural will take place. And re remember, oh, he said natural. Well, I thought this was spiritual. Listen, we talked about this earlier, and I'm not going to go back into everything we've talked about, but there is nothing, careful how I say this in case someone may take it out of context, there is nothing supernatural. Supernatural things are just things outside of what you think is natural. But to God, it's all, it's all natural. To you, it's supernatural. God said, I made nature, things that are natural, work with me here, and I put myself in the things that are natural, so you would be without excuse, so you could see all of me in what is natural. The problem is, we think, see, common sense is only common sense to those that agree with it. You take that, there's people in other places that don't have, don't have the same common sense as you do because it's not common there. Sense can change. All depending on the common. Any group of people determines what is natural for that. Again, I, 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 was, I, was, I was spending some time with somebody in town here. I'm not going to say any names because you, most, a lot of people know this person. And they were sharing, well, I don't know. I wasn't raised around this spiritual speaking in tongues and, and spiritual. And I don't know about all that. I know I go to a church, but I don't know about that. And, and, and I was able to share just like we share on Wednesday night. I said, well, this, I said, well, this is what's happening. This is what, and just help, tried to help them understand why they're having an issue with 
speaking in tongues and spiritual manifestations of things. Because it's, it's no big deal to me. I mean, I mean to me, I, my realm has grown larger to receive. See, it's, it's just natural. It's not supernatural. It's just natural. See, when, when what is common to you, and th in this hand is what's common to you, and in this hand is what you know about God. Okay? Common to you and what you know about God. Usually, what you know about God, you've accepted as normal way of thinking about God. Even though it may not be normal to this lifestyle and what your mind said, this is supernatural, but you've accepted it as God, so it's okay. Does everybody got that? So anything outside of that, any information outside what's normal to you or doesn't fit into this box over here is of the devil. But just because it's not common to you and doesn't fit your God box doesn't mean it's of the devil. It just means it's part of God that you're not aware of. Does everybody understand that? And this person I was able to share says, you just hadn't been aware of that. You haven't been introduced to that. You hadn't opened yourself up to the rest of what God has. <coughs> Can they live all their life that way and be loved by God and go to heaven? Absolutely. But to God, it's just normal. It's normal for God to place His Spirit within us. It's not supernatural. It's natural for God to do that. He used nature to explain this. He said this, unless a man... He was talking to Nicodemus in John chapter 3. He said, unless a man be born of water and of the Spirit, in God there's no separation. It's a process. You first have to be born this way. The next step is to be born in the Spirit. It's a natural process. One's not natural and then it's supernatural. It's supernatural if you don't understand the rest of God. But it's natural to God. It is part of the process. And so what we're going to see this morning is how simple this really is. It's not a scary thing. And it's all about, remember, all this is about is about manifesting the promises of God in your life. Everything from the seed developing in you to look like Christ, to de develop, uh, placing a seed of healing in your life or health, and seeing that manifest. Because what happens is, we usually stand up and church them and say, in the name of Jesus, be healed. And we turn around and look and start timing God. And if it goes past 10 minutes, it didn't take place. You know what I'm saying? That's just the way we are. See, we forget that gestation period of time. We want that manifestation, bless God, because we don't want to... We want it now. But God preordained the, the gestation the process to be conformed okay and you're going to see that in the word today that it really is about the gestation because that's where you grow strong that's where you grow uh, that that's where you develop and see that seed it's not you developing the seed it's you developing you so the seed can grow in you nutrition number one nutrition is one of the key things that you you need for you you don't need it for the seed you need it for you all right. Second is rest. You've got to have rest. It's important for that the person that is carrying the seed to have rest. Well, you know what the scripture says about rest. 
Matter of fact, it talks about the children of Israel, how that there was a place for rest for them, but they did not receive that rest. And so since they didn't receive that rest, it's now available for us to receive that rest. Amen? And so there's rest. We'll talk about more of that in the future, but there's a place called rest. No, rest from what? Your works. Your works. We need to understand that it's not about you doing it. It's about trusting that God is doing it. What's Paul say? He says, I know in whom I have believed, not what. And he also said, I'm confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in... Oh! Did you hear that? He that has planted a seed in me, he will perform it until the manifestation. Do you see that? Confidence, having such a... Listen, when you, uh, uh, it, 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 it always goes... I love use, using pregnant... I mean, Israel and Whitney were here last week, and they're so easy to pick on because they just want to have... They're just like baby machines, you know what I'm saying? But, but when, you, when you get... When you, Every one of you, when you get pregnant, if, if it was what you were intending to happen, that, that when you get pregnant, it's like there's a joy and there's a happiness and there's, there's an anticipation and an ex, everybody say expectation. expectation. There's an expectation, even though you can't see it, there's a joy that happens. There's a house. The, she would light, joy would light up. You, there's a beam that would take place coming. There's a glow, there's a pregnant glow that takes place. And a woman knows inside of her, even, she don't even have, she's just going to go get that pregnancy test just to confirm what she already knows because she knows something has been conceived on the inside. She just want to be sure, I mean, not sure, she just, she just wants something to show her husband. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because she knows, she knows something's inside of there. And see, that seed's been placed in us, and really it's the, the, the gestation period is really what determines when it's manifested. Now, don't think that it's always a nine-month period. I'm not putting that on you that in nine months from when you got you're, you're going. Listen, it could happen quickly. It could happen quickly, and it can happen longly. Is that, that's not a word, is it? It sure sounded work good though, didn't it? Quickly versus longly. But the idea is for you not to abort the gestation, the seeds in you. Just don't abort the, the process of gestation. And as we talk about this, she walks in the room holding a new little manifestation right there. Look at that little manifestation full of DNA. See, it's, it's that simple. What throughout nature can you think of a... Can you think of any example? What, what does John Holler say in preaching class that I've never had, obviously, about example? Yeah, illustrations. He says when you run out of illustration, you run out of... How has it? When a preacher runs out of illustration, he's finished preaching whether he gets down or When he runs out of illustration, he's done preaching whether he knows it or not. So we're going to... I mean, what what... Throughout history, is there an illustration that you can talk about anything greater than the process of conception, gestation, and manifestation, or delivery? 
You see what I'm saying? And then it's the process of raising and supporting. You can, and see, remember, God put, God made nature that way so we would, can understand Him. And remember this, we talked about this one of the first weeks we started this series, that in each one of, the, whether it's conception, gestation, or manifestation delivery, there's pleasure in each one of those processes. That He wants to have, see, you will only, Oh, wow, this is so good. You know what you do in life? You only do in life what pleases you. You are pleasure-orientated beings. You are after pleasure. Sin is pleasurable for a... So why do you sin? Pleasure. pleasure. God put Adam where? In pleasure land, a protected place. Actually put him in pleasure land and they developed a protected place in pleasure land and put Eve in there. Put them in the garden of Eden. Eden means pleasure. A land of pleasure. You were created. God wants you naturally to experience His pleasure. And why does God not want you to have any other God before you? Or why does God talk about adultery so strongly in the Word of God? Because God doesn't want you to have pleasure outside of Him. Yeah! Just like a husband doesn't want his wife to have pleasure outside of Him. And why a wife doesn't want a husband... You know what I'm saying? Husband and wives... You're supposed to get your pleasure from one another. Yeah. It doesn't mean there can't be other sources of pleasure in other things, but I am supposed to be the source of pleasure for my wife, and I fail so often because I'm not. That's why, see, see what happens to a man? What happens to a man in a work situation? He's not receiving the pleasure he used to get, and so now he's getting pleased. There's something inert in us. It's a natural thing to want pleasure. The, the, we, we talked about that. We don't want to get into details, but the Scripture says his pleasures are due. Ever, I mean, at his right hand are pleasures forevermore. But see, we haven't learned to get our pleasure. We haven't, we haven't meditated on the Word. We haven't gotten excited. We don't understand this process. Oh, in me. In me is God's hope for the future. Just like my son was in joy. And he was our hope for the future. It's natural. All right. I'm just gabbing. Sorry. Exercise of faith, or exercise is the third thing. There's nutrition, rest, and exercise. It's important for, for us to have nutrition, rest, and exercise. And all for the, and, and you're all motivated by, in that process, what you're motivated by is the, um, uh, the seed that's in you. You're not doing it for you. You are doing it for you, motivated by the seed that's in you. Does everybody understand what I'm saying? Okay. 
there's a seed inside of you, but for that seed to really come forth, you have to be strong. You have to be well. You have to be in a place that when that seed comes forth, you can live with the seed and develop and nurture that seed after it's manifested and continue to walk on. So it's real important for us to understand, just take the simple things of childbearing, raising and conception, everything above. We talked about worship. Several, a couple, two weeks ago we talked about worship, the importance of worship as being the, the process of being at peace so you can receive. Worship really brings, I've never met anybody that's been in worship that was mad. Now, you might be mad at church during the song service. <laughs> that wasn't worship. You understand what I'm saying? Oh, why do they always repeat this? That's our three songs and four songs, good. Just two more and I'm done. That's not worship. It might be worship for the ones over there, but it wasn't worship for you. You can't be mad and in worship. It's a time of intimacy. It's a time of conception where the word is being planted inside of you are preparing that's why we worship before we speak now it's not a pattern ordained by God other than the fact that what worship does it prepares your heart so now the seed can come in your heart and hopefully conceive you can't let all those little things bother you you have to be so infatuated with God that you can hear from him even without me because it's not going to happen with me telling you. It's going to only happen by you hearing from Him. I can tell you left and right. There's, there's preachers all over America today telling people what the Word of God says. But it won't do them any good because they're being told the Word. They need to hear. Mary had to hear what the angel was saying. And the only way she could hear was to be at peace. So the fear had to be removed. So the Word could get in her. And what did she say? Be it unto me. What was her responsibility? There's two things. Other than the three things we just talked about, about in the process of gestation, the three most important things in gestation, there's two things that's your responsibility in the process of childbirth or Scripture promises being manifested in your life. Number one is to receive. Number two is to trust because God said he would do it it's not about you doing healing it's about him you trusting him and what he said he was going to do in you your responsibility is to like Mary said be it unto me and then trust what he said he would do that's scripture that's as plain Christianity as you can get. It's not about you doing, you performing, because that seed has a life within itself, and that's where we're going to get in today. Turn with me to the book of 1 Peter. 1 Peter, chapter 1, verse 3. Now I'm going to read a little bit to get to where we're going. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to His abundant mercy has begotten us again. Hear that? Here's some more of that verbiage about talking about childbirth. He's begotten us again to an abundant mercy. Uh, 
begotten us again to a abundant mercy. Excuse me. That's that dyslexic thing happened. Just bear with me. See how I did that? See, on me, I got to change lines. And when you're dyslexic, your lines just move all over the place. Let me try this all over again. Let me use a piece of paper. That would help. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to His abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope. Oh, that's so cool. To a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you who are kept by the power of God. Uh Uh-oh, you're what? You are kept by God's power. If you just trust it. If you magnify that. Well, I haven't seen that. You know why you hadn't seen that? Well, my life sure does not amplify that God's kept me. Look at all the trouble I've had. You know why? Because you hadn't magnified that and you hadn't, you hadn't let Him keep you. You've done what you wanted to do. Does everybody understand what I'm saying? You hadn't presented your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable. You've done what you wanted to do with your body. And so if you did what you did with your body, guess what you get with your body? You get what you planted. We need to trust what He's doing. Our, We are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in this life. What's ready to be revealed? I've got to keep reading. You need to read this sometime, just let the Holy Ghost speak. Who are kept by the power of God through faith for... See, we're supposed to be saved so we can get to heaven. No! No! Let's read the rest who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. Salvation is going to be revealed on earth. Salvation is going to be revealed through you on earth. The word salvation means healed, delivered, prospered. I mean, a whole slew of words is what the word uh, salvation means. Matter of fact, the name of Jesus in the Greek, you ever heard, you know what the name Jesus means in the Greek? It means Jehovah saved, not saves. I've heard it taught for years. It means Jehovah saves. It doesn't mean Jehovah saves. It means Jehovah saved. That means that we are saved on the inside, but we need experience... We need to experience it on the outside. That we were saved, we're being saved, and we've yet to experience it. Remember, we're spirit, soul, and body. That everything, all the promises of God are yes and amen in Christ, in the spirit, on the inside. Guess what the soul is? The process of gestation. That when your soul is saved, you'll see it manifested in your flesh. This is just too cool of an example for spirit, soul, and body. The process of gestation takes the long... Uh, the process of gestation, getting your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions, keeping them... What's the scripture says chokes out or aborts the gestation process of the seed? The cares and concerns of this world. 
So if you let the cares and the concerns of this world overtake your emotions, you've let your seed, uh, you've let the process of the gestation of the seed abort on the inside. It's still there, but you've got to pick up the process and start all over again. It doesn't have to be replanted. Oh, God! No, just pick up the seed and go on. Get your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions, and your will in line. I tell you, it's such a powerful truth to see spirit, soul, and body and see conception, gestation, and manifestation. The reason most people, I shouldn't say most people, the reason some of us know people that I don't see anything that looks like Christ in them and they say that they're saved. Anybody got somebody like that in your life? Like where is the proof You'd think you'd be able to see something that represented their daddy. Well, the reason we hadn't seen it is because they've aborted the gestation of the seed that was planted when they were born again. Does everybody see that? And that's why the scripture says, go make disciples. See, God's responsible for making people born again. We're supposed to make disciples. We're supposed to take those people that have been born again and disciple them. That means the process of gestation is what discipling is. Discipling is the process of gestation so we can see the manifestation of God's Word in us. Most of us in our lifetime have aborted the process of gestation from the time that the, the seed was conceived in us. Let's go ahead and read the rest of this. Uh, verse 5, who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you greatly, what's this? In this you greatly rejoiced. So rejoicing is a manifestation that takes place in your soul. Your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions. and your, Rejoicing is an expression of something that's already happened. Uh, though now for a little while, if indeed be, you have been grieved by various trials, that the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than, than gold and precious through, uh, though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise and honor and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Matter of fact, the revelation, we'll talk about some other, the revelation of Jesus Christ, when it's revealed in you, when it's revealed to you that it's Christ in you, the hope of glory, Paul's life changed when he realized that it was Christ in him. When Christ, Galatians chapter 1, verse 16 says that when it was made known to him that it was Christ in him. See, when he had the revelation of Christ in him, <gasps> there was rejoicing. Let me read the rest of it. Whom having not seen, you love. See, when, you, when, you, when the conception takes place, you love that child. You hadn't seen it yet, but you know it's there. You can see its future. Let me go ahead and read the Whom having not seen, uh, you love, though you do not see him, yet believing, you rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your soul. Listen, this is what faith is all about, is, is, is receiving in your heart uh, understanding, hearing, oh, it's Christ in me. 
And a man can be impregnated. We won't get into that. We've got to finish it today. That's Christ in me. Now see, the moment... I mean, you should have seen joy when, Christi, when, when, when Christina's our firstborn. And, and I tell you, we're at Christ... We, we are at Christ for the nation. She laughed. I mean, I, I knew when she was pregnant. I just look at her and she'd start laughing. I, I, I was hoping she wouldn't think, I hope it didn't look like you when, you know what I'm saying, when it grows up. But, but she just, she, cause she would just made her happy to be pregnant. It made me happy to help her be pregnant. Okay? You know what I'm saying? A guy's got to do what a guy's got to do. But see, things begin to change. What's the first thing that changes in a husband and wife? How many people ever given, uh, had a child? Raise your hand. What's the first, uh, if you've ever been pregnant or been part of that process, what's the first thing that happens? What? Yeah, you, what? Conversation changes. Is he going to go to OU or Texas Tech? Yeah. <laughs> Some of you, there's no question. But see, you start to, you already got the future planned. I, what used to be an office, I'm going to make some changes around this house. That's not going to be my office, that's going to be a nursery. You're making physical changes in anticipation for the manifestation of what's in gestation. Got that? You're planning. You're so confident. Names. What am I going to call it? Your confession. We looked up at Christopher. What's Christopher mean? We, 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 pick, we looked for the definition, then picked the name that went along with the definition. We just didn't pick a name because we liked it. We had purpose in the name, and we called him Christopher when he was in his mother's womb, knowing by faith what the name meant. You understand what I'm saying? Your verbiage changes. You start talking different. You start talking futuristic. You start making plans. You start putting, well, we didn't. Some of you may put some money aside for the future. You know, that didn't happen here. You know, I, I remember, who was it that had a, I was talking to a youth pastor up in Eastland, Texas. Uh, they just had a, a new, their firstborn in Eastland, Texas. Uh, the, you know what the church's name in Eastland, Texas? River of Life. Anyway, I was up at River of Life in Eastland, Texas, and talking to this youth pastor, and they had a diaper party for them. They had 3,000 diapers show up at this party. Now, you know, babies don't stay the same. So they, anticipating the growth of their newborn child, they went to Walmart and said, listen, we've got a problem. We've got 3,000 diapers, all of the same size. They said, well, we can't take them back. 
unless they had receipts because they don't have all the receipts. But they would exchange them for the right size when the time came. So because they saw something in the future happening from what they had or didn't have, they planned ahead to take care of the issue before it came. That's what happens when you're pregnant. That's what happens when you're anticipating and have expectation of something that's going to grow and manifest and mature and develop. Oh, but not in the body of Christ. We just hope something's going to happen in us by osmosis and we're just going to go about our everyday and just we're not going to get excited about anything. We're just... Sure is hot. Oh, this nation's going to Afghanistan. You thought I was going to say something else, didn't you? <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> you know, but see, it, it, it's, see, you sometimes we're just so wrapped up in the cares and concerns of this world that we forget about the manifestation of the promises of God or the conception that's been taking place that all the promises of God are yes and amen on the inside just waiting for us to change the way we speak. Start acting and being healthy according to what's inside of us, according to the Word. Start getting walking in faith. Start making, you know what walking in faith is? It's when, when a husband, Joy, you know what she did? Oh my gosh. Now you're talking about disco, disco duck here. I'm not duck, but disco queen. Disco, disco. You know, I can't do it, but don't do it. Why don't we do that? She was disco queen. She thought she had it all figured out in life until she got impregnated. Until she conceived. You know what she did? And now she didn't do this physically, but this, she took her mindset of being disco and she got out this sewing machine and Miss Susie Homemaker began to sprout. Mm. You should have seen this throne Christina was slept every night. <laughs> it had material hanging down from the ceiling draped over the side, pink and white lace, all just like, and I felt like, it didn't bother me though, because my, my little princess was going to be in there. You know what I'm saying? But see, things begin to change. So that's an act of faith. Faith without works is, so she began to display what she was believing on the inside, our confession change. You know what? And you may even start hanging around different people. You start, you even think, well, what kind of friends are my, is that, what kind of friends is this child going to have? See, there, there, you start making, there's changes in us that need to take place. When conception takes place, there's changes. I know I got fat too. I had sympathy eating, or what do they call it? You know that? <laughs> Empathy, empathy eating. <laughs> I'm gonna stand over here. <laughs> Bring up. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> yeah. But you had that cream on that that milk. You know, you did that full cream. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, but there's things that take place. And see, some of us we hear this word, 
the Word of God in us and, and, and first of all, we're not taking care of the seed that's already planted in us being born again. And if you're not born again, you don't have the seed in you. I want to look at every one of you in the eyes and tell you that if you don't have the seed of God inside of you, you are not born again. No matter what you think, if you don't have the seed of God in you, you are not born again. You may have had a doctrine that has told you that if you just did certain things, you were born again. I'm going to say this one more time because I saw this this morning. Every one of you need to go home and ask God if He is your Father. Because if He's not your Father, you are not born again. You may have gone to church all your life. Jesus said, we need to get real about this church. Jesus said, many will say unto me, Lord, Lord, and he will turn and say, depart from me, for I never was your brother. I never knew you. Accepting a doctrine or a teaching that motivates you to say something just so you don't go to hell is not the gospel. I'm not saying you can't get born again by hearing that. I'm just saying that if the seed is not in you, you're not born again. And God's not your father. He is still God. And you're still worried about judgment. That's as real as it gets right there. I'm not talking about your works. I'm not talking about your habits. I'm not talking about anything else. If you do not know that you have been born of water and born of the Spirit, you will not experience the kingdom of heaven or heaven. You must be born again. And what makes you born again? The seed placed within you. The Spirit of God placed within you. If you're living the same life you've always lived and there hadn't been any changes, you probably aren't born again. I said it. Because the Holy Spirit won't let you live the same old stinking life because the Spirit of God's within you. You will be compelled to live differently. It won't be just going to church and going home. I'm just being straight up real here. Forget the fireworks. Forget the, the pleadings and the beggings. I'm not going to talk you into being a Christian because if you were talked into being a Christian, you've got to be talked into staying one. But when there's something that's birthed inside of you, oh, you can't get away from it. You know when you're pregnant. 
You know when something's conceived. If I know, I know it was made aware to me. I heard the message all my life, but I know when I was conceived. I know when I conceived. Just saying something doesn't mean you've conceived. Well, I was baptized. Baptized doesn't mean the hill of beans if it hadn't been conceived. Getting real, real, darling. Good, it's almost time to go. Hear my heart. The people that conceived... I gotta be careful. If you have conceived and been born again, and God's placed within you a seed, and I'm gonna say this just the way it's coming out, I'm sorry and are stupid enough not to magnify and go through the process of gestation. The Bible calls you fools. That's what the Bible says. To know that you've got the power of God inside of you and you don't want it to be made manifest... Stupid is, is what stupid does. I'm never going to go back to that church. He called me stupid. I didn't call you stupid. If you put yourself into that line, you called yourself stupid and do something about it. It's time for a radical change. It's coming time for a new year. I really hope each and every one of you in your own special way, in your own special place, find a place that somehow this week, even today, you just simply, quietly get before God and say, God, am I your, are you my father? And I, have I been begotten? Let me, read, let me read a scripture to you. Let me read some scripture. We, in, in America, we just make it so simple just to you know, just say this and you're okay. It's not about you being okay. It's about you being born again. It's about you having a new nature. Longer, it's no longer you that liveth, but Christ that lives inside of you. Do something with it. Man, I tell you, this is, even though it's talking about the promises, you've got to be born again before the promises are going to affect you. Look what it says here. In Hebrews chapter 10. Verse 23. It says, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. Who is faithful? He is. And why do we confess? 
Why do we hold fast our confession? Because He is faithful to perform that which you've committed unto Him. You've opened up and said, God, I'm yours. He says, good, I'll take you. Here, conceive me. And you've given Him yourself. And so now He is going to be faithful and produce. You've just got to, your confession needs to line up with what you're hopeful about. Look what it says in Romans chapter 8, verse 24. Romans chapter 8. For we are saved in this hope. But hope that is seen is not hope, for why does one still hope for what he sees? See, there's a confident expectation when you are conceived, when you've conceived in when you've conceived a child, there is hope. There's a confident expectation that in nine months, if nutrition takes place and faith takes place and confession takes place, and rest takes place, if you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, renew your mind to the truth of the Word, there's a confident expectation of good things to come forth, that the manifestation of what's being conceived is going to manifest. There's, that's our responsibility. Listen, our responsibility is to make sure we renew our mind to what He's promised. And the reason we can renew our mind and confess out of our mouth, what our, our word says that's in our heart is because we know He is confident, He's faithful, and He's going to perform what He said. My trust is in Him performing it, not me. And because of that, I'm motivated to do what I'm supposed to do, rest and take nutrition and have faith. And He'll do it. It's that simple. This is powerful. For we are saved in this hope, but what hope that is seen is not hope. For why does one still hope for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, what happens? We eagerly wait. Oh, just waiting for that nine months to go past. You're eagerly waiting. You're counting. You got. Do you got it? Do you have it marked on your count? What do they call it? They call it a do. They got a due date. And you're marking off on your calendar. Okay. This many more to go. This, that's eagerly waiting. You're anticipating the manifestation of what was conceived that you've been faithful through gestation doing what you needed to do for the, your body to handle what is being developed so it can bring a manifestation. Present your bodies as a living that's just too cool likewise the spirit also in our weaknesses what 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 what, 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 what? verse 26 likewise just as the spirit also helps us in our weaknesses for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought but the spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings that cannot be uttered one of the things you need to do during the process of gestation is pray in the Holy Ghost. I just don't do that. 
No. Stop. I won't say no more. I'll just say it again. One of the things you need to do the, during the process of gestation is pray in the Holy Ghost. I don't know about that. Turn with me to 1 John. 1 John chapter 5. Wow. Let me just read this. And this is the testimony, verse 11. And this is the testimony that God has given us eternal life. Wait a minute, what is the testimony? This is the testimony. This is the evidence. This is the reality. This is the testimony that God has given us eternal life. And this life is in His Son. He who has the Son has the life. Not life, but the life. He who does not have the Son of God does not have the life. If you don't have the Son as a seed in you and being born again, you don't have the life of God in you. Do you see that? You can't have the life if you don't have the Son. And if you don't have the Son, you don't have the seed. And it tells me right here that if you've got the seed... You've got the manifestation. You've got the Son of God inside of you. In fullness. In completion. Everything that Jesus was is in you. And if you have that in you, now you have the life. Not life. See, there's life being born of the water, then there's life of the Spirit. Being born again. Not life in the water wishing you had life of the Spirit. It says you got it. There's a power that's inside of you. There's something that you can't contain. There is a living power. There is a pregnancy that's taking place. The Scripture says here, if you have the Son, you've got the life. If you don't have the Son, you don't have the life. And you can fake it all you want to. And many will cry out. Lord, Lord. Man. Man. Just read the rest of that. I don't have time. Second, 1 Thessalonians 5.23 says that, that God desires that we sanctified spirit. Let me just read it to you. Uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 says this. Now may the God of peace Himself sanctify you. Who's doing the sanctifying? Are you doing the sanctifying? So who's, who are you trusting that's working in you? See, most people are told that they got to do it. You don't got to do it. It's do it. The best thing you can do is quit it 
I don't know, but you just said we got to do it. No, you got you to do what you can do to bring your old stinking thinking into line with the truth of the word. If you change your thinking and don't change your actions, it's not going to work. Faith is when your heart lines up, when your flesh lines up with what's in your heart. Most of us are all living a life of faith already. It's just not faith in God. It's faith in our heritage. You know what I mean by faith in our heritage? Well, this is the way my daddy was. This is the way my mama was. Yeah, I was this way. My great You're having faith in your heritage. I do not have any faith in my heritage. I quit being a coker a long time ago. I quit being a Texan a long time ago. I don't want my faith. Now, I'm not going to forget my, I'm going to honor my, you know, but that's not what I keep before me. I'm not beholding my past. I'm beholding my father. Now, may the God of peace sanctify himself. May the God of what? Judgment? Wrath? What's your motivator here? The motivator in the scripture is peace. And from an aspect of peace, that he sanctifies. Not judgment, not fear of peace. 1 Peter 1.23 Starting with verse 22. Since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth. How are you able to purify your souls? Well, it tells us. Through the Spirit in sincere love and brethren, love one another for fervently in love and pure heart, having been born again. See, if you've been born again, not of, incorrupt, uh, of corruptible seed, but incorruptible, through the Word of God which lives and abides forever. See, that tells me that the seed, the Word, which is seed, was placed in you, and it lives and abides forever, and you have perfected your soul. You've gotten your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions, and your will in line, and you've been able to love your brother. The greatest commandment under loving God with all your heart is loving your neighbor as yourself. But we don't care about anybody else. If you don't care about anybody else, I've got to ask you the question. Have you been born of God? I'm not saying you're not, but you hadn't done nothing with the seed that was conceived in you. We, we've aborted the gestation process. The church is full of people that have aborted the gestation process. We're not excited about what God has conceived in us. We're not waiting, wholly anticipating an impartation to bring a transformation. I know I'm saying the same thing over and over, but hear what the Spirit's saying this morning. I want to challenge you. I, I, didn't, want to, I didn't want to preach just some nice little message. That, Jesus. I would, that was so pretty. Church, pretty hadn't worked. 
it hadn't worked. It's got to start in each one of us. Man, let's all stand up. John chapter 3. Let me just read it to you so you know what's in here. And Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see. That word see means comprehend, visualize. Most assuredly I say unto you, unless a man, one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus said. See, what example is Jesus using? He's using the process of childbirth. That's just what we've been doing in here. So if you're offended, I'm, I heard some people, this word came back, I'm Jesus used it, so all you want to. <laughs> Jesus answered, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. See, that concept was outside of what Nicodemus knew. Nicodemus knew what it meant to be born of water, naturally, that was his information. And this is what he knew about God, which was Old Covenant. So he had no concept of what Jesus was talking about and didn't understand it because it was outside of what was normal and within his grasp of God. And Jesus was introducing to him what else is normal and what else is God. It wasn't evil. It's just outside of his boxes. And so introduce to him more of what is natural. That we are a, just not a natural, but we're a natural and a spiritual being. Amen? God breathed. We're a three-part being. Man became a living soul. Salvation is the salvation of the spirit, salvation of the soul, and salvation of the flesh. Man, the angels are even looking into... The, the, what, what happens to us when we get a glorified body. The scripture says the earth is groaning. It's anticipating. It's expecting the manifestation of what was birthed in it through the sons of God. The earth is anticipating God's word manifesting. Are you anticipating? Are you anticipating what God has planted in you? I hope so. Jesus said, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows, listen to this, the wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it but cannot tell where it comes from 
or where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus said to him, how can these things be? See, he didn't have understanding of that which was still natural to God because he even put it in nature, in the wind, to explain this scenario. It's just part of nature. It's just Nicodemus didn't understand it. Jesus answered and said to him, Are you the teacher of Israel and do not know these things? See, there are people that teach the body of Christ but are not aware of the simplicity that is in Christ. They're all about regulations, rules, instead of conception and gestation. They're worried about the outside, whether you have it on... And so many of us heard a message about doing this on the outside and we've missed the inside. God is about getting us born again and then, oh church, oh church, we're just going it, to, it's straight up 12 o'clock, I'm just going to, I'm going to ask James to shut the lights off. I'm going to start that process. Just turn them all off. Just turn them all off. Church, you really do need to consider. You really do need to consider. We need to consider. I need to consider. I took this message that God was speaking to my heart and I had to go back. I wanted to know the moment conception took place in me and he reminded me he reminded me of when that conception took place you need the Holy Spirit to remind you and if the Holy Spirit cannot remind you of when conception took place ask him to conceive in you stand before him and say be it unto me according to your word I believe that you raised Jesus from the dead for me. Be it unto me, God. Be it unto me. You may have said I do to Jesus a long time ago, but nothing's ever happened. The Holy Spirit will reveal in your heart when conception took place. Holy Spirit, help us. There are so many in your church, in churchdom, that are not born again. There are so many, like Nicodemus, that understood, but didn't understand. They understood the natural, but didn't understand the spirit. Birth in us. Father, may your word be birthed in us. 
I receive your promise, the promise of a seed being placed in me. And now may I nurture that seed until it's manifested in my flesh. And may the people around me know that I'm pregnant with your word. Father, we give you praise and we give you glory for what you're doing in this place. And all God's people said, Amen and Amen.